Blog Talk Radio. The time is now. On right thing. Took my heart away from money. I ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change. Ambition is priceless. It's something that's in your vein. And I put that on my name. Uh. Only hope I had was selling dope Was on my grind cause times was harder than the seller flow My mama told me never steal and never tell them both I grew up looking up the niggas that was selling coke Oh, I was raised by the stop sign No religion, I was getting saved by the Glock 9 By the minute I was getting paid like a hotline Serving raw, things calling, we was dot com Well connected, well respected and well protected And get accepted, was rejected, now they regret it And get my message was the signal when I was texting The niggas I was calling was fraud and I learned my lesson Now I move with aggression Use my mind as a weapon chances are never given They took them like interception So throw that pass, I'll be the cornerback Me and Falar and MMG gon' bring that warner back Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live They gon' love me for my Dream a dream, though what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Speak for itself. Beautiful music, painting pictures, it be my vision. Define ambition for me. My ambition to win, just to get me some ends. Help me pay my little rent, maybe sit in the bins. I saw mama praying, as she wait on results. It was hot in the kitchen, can I wait on the porch? My father was missing, warlord all over north. Life was digging me deeper, I kept on coming up short. Breaking so many laws, waking up in the dark. Who cut my power off, it's time to move that powder soft. Not too many options when you coming from the project. Sitting in the trap, now you moving Cindy Lauper. Girls wanna have fun, and a nigga with some change. And I doubt that ever change. Ambition is priceless, that's something that's in your veins. And I doubt that ever change. Ambition is my shit, and I put that on my name. And I doubt that ever change. For my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, but what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Beautiful music, painting pictures, it be my vision. Well, wish. 
reactions to my opposition. You niggas probably cop a plea before you cop a pistol. I got nothing against them. They got fucking potential. But every nigga who can read gotta get his issue. Subscribe niggas reside where all the lines and killers be. And I ain't spending a minute up in the streets. But I'm limitless mentally. I'm lyrically ZMC. LeBron shit. I was in the six after 23. And family gets everything. And money is less important. Long as your mama like ya. Don't ever love a woman. I got a lot of business. They got a lot of feelings. But I got that green on my eyes. And that ain't no dirty sentence. I retire you niggas. Fuck you in your position. They play so them slippery niggas can't even kick it. Y'all ramble and talking shit to these bitches. You know you real. You don't say it. You know you real. We gon' feel it. Ralph. Listen, have you been right at the point of ready? Perfect shoes, perfect dress, perfect hair, perfect makeup, and you look a fool. Well, we're going to stop all that right now. Kevin Foster is the person for you. Aside from him being able to travel to you, being known for his white tape series, he offers a unique experience that's very, very inexpensive. It'll be worth the money that you spend. Prices start at $125. If you would like an appointment with Kevin, call 770-407-9025 to set an appointment. Tell him that the Emperor sent you. It's Instagram, Facebook, or on KFOS Photography. Tell him the Emperor sent you. You look bad, you feel bad, and your bedroom gymnastics just are plain done. You ain't on fleek. The best way to tap into your inner sexy is to find it with Nia Jackson. Yes, Nia is the owner and operator of PYT Studios. And let's, let's say you want to learn how to twerk. What about pole dancing? What about booty pop? What about just learning a sexy dance for his next birthday? Yes, she is here in Hoover. She will help you learn your pace, carve out that tone, sexy body that you have, while all at the same time teaching you how to be a beast in the bedroom. Contact Nia at PYTstudios.com or call her at 205-444-0066. Tell her the Empress sent you. The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk. But everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for show times and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavidson at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the Empire speaks, the Empress listens. Hello, hello, hello. It is, let me think, it's January the 6th, 2019. 
2016. And it is Wednesday here on The Empire. And tonight we're going to talk about repetition. You know, at the beginning of every year, end of every year, there are these boosts of resolutions, boosts of people who are wanting to change their lives and resolute themselves out of what they have done for the other uh, 11 and a half uh, months out of the year. And so it just is nothing new. Everybody wants to change something. Even I do. You know, I thought about it. I was like, what what do I want to leave in 2015, pick up something brand new in 2016? And I tell you, we're in this, is this, this, no, this is really the first week. This is the first full week of 2016, and I'm still at an op. I'm at a crossroads. Uh, I refuse, uh, number one, not going to diet. I'm not going to even trick nobody and trick myself into thinking that I'm going to be able to do anything of the sort. Now, there's nothing wrong with having something to uh, give yourself as a gift or something to change as a way to uh, become better. Um, uh, and I, I actually welcome um, things that have uh, good intention, uh, good uh, expectations, positive reinforcement. It made me want to look into why people repeat these rituals. And I think some people just do it out of habit. It's just what everybody else around them is doing. And just because it's what everybody else is doing doesn't necessarily mean that that is what it should be happening in, in your life. Uh, absolutely, 2015 was a, a horrendous year for me. There were uh, lots of ups and downs and battles and fights and, and quarrels. And, but the resolution, even before this holiday period, had come into a place of me being settled with where I was. Um, and even in that, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I'm ready. I'm not saying I have something brand uh, to speak to you tonight on, but I did decide that it, 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 it means something for people to constantly bring themselves to a social altar, if you will, divulge some things that are negative about themselves and in hopes of aspiring to a different place in themselves. Now, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing that should take the end of the year or the beginning of a new year to make you want to move in that way. But if that's your thing, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm all for uh, whatever is good for a person. But as I've said before, some people just do it just because that's what everybody else is doing. It has nothing to do with the personal move of self. It is totally about the masses. It's a sheepish uh, mind, uh, mentality, but the power of it is unmistakable. I went online to search for the best, and the worst resolutions or the most often. And we did a show a couple weeks ago, uh, well, before the beginning of the year, about this very thing. And the truth is, is that very little changes from year to year about what is new in, you know, resolution world, what is expected of people in resolution world. And I, I myself, I would be lying if I didn't try uh, or say that I was going to try to do different things that I felt were beneficial for my life. But just because it's the season four, it doesn't mean it's particularly the best time for me, uh, that my mindset is actually ready for a change and that even change is necessary in some ways. I mean, you know, everybody that say that they're on a diet mid-October, 
don't really need to be on a diet, uh, but there are some people who wait until the end of the year to get themselves together right after they've binged, <laughs> binged during the holiday season. So it's, 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 it's a different uh, set of rules and a different uh, experience for different people. Neither side do I promote more so than the other, but I just wasn't even moved to do anything extracurricular for the holiday season, for New Year's or uh, resolution time because uh, there was nothing that um, I, I felt like was pressing that I could actually measurably change in myself. So I wasn't going to harass myself. I wasn't going to harass the people around me. And I was not going to let the people around me harass me about doing something that was just for me and for my benefit. So I decided, I decided to look up a few things about repetition. And, you know, when you talk about sports, when you talk about health, um, even in the healthcare field, a, re a repetition of certain lifestyle changes and a repetition uh, rep uh, repetition of doing things in a certain order and way has the propensity to uh, put you in a healthier stance. It benefits yourself, benefits your life, and statistically, you know, it's been proven to make differences uh, sometimes between life and death. Now, when it comes to medicine, that's one bucket, but when it comes to behavior, whole different bucket. I didn't even know about the net effect, that's the NET effect of behavior and the principles of opposite behaviors before I read this. I have a lot of information that I've read with my studies in psychology and sociology, and I absolutely love the way people are because very little has changed with the way that we understand each other and our processes of what benefits us and how we prove benefit happens. Uh, one in particular is that we use statistics and we use repetition. We use these marks of, of basis and the expectations of highs and lows and the things on the in-between measured in the most abundance becomes a statistic. And uh, the same is so with any type of repeated behavior, even in studies. Studies show, you know, when you, when you get a medicine that's released, or you have a procedure that's approved in the medical field, it has to have been ordered with the same procedural uh, precautions, um, standards, circumstances, parameters in order to create, a, to create a standard, actually. If you vary from that, you're doing something with the, what you know, most people would uh, hear described as cutting edge. Say, for instance, you're doing a procedure of the heart on a certain age group that happens to have a certain disease process, but you use that procedure outside of those standards, that's cutting edge. That's something outside of the norm. And sometimes it's good. A lot of times it's not. And sometimes it's miraculous because you, you never would have even put those two things together because they're not even related. But with regard to psychology, sociology, and psychotherapy, a lot of people are noted to have repeated the same processes in their behavioral life. And the majority of the patterns of behaviors that people repeat the most often are also described as the behaviors that are the least fulfilling, the most disastrous, and are also the most unreasonable to meet 
any personal uh, or social goals for that or or or, or folk. Now, when you look at the definition of people who choose on purpose the same repeated process of action, understanding and knowing that the outcome is not going to be favorable and most likely has been repeated before, it's usually you're called stupid. And this, this is not me saying that. This is what the uh, textbooks actually say. People akin uh, these types of names to it. A person has gone mad. A, a person is blind, not literally, but blind-minded. Uh, a person is stupid. Or that a person has a repetition compulsion. And I know a lot of people have heard about OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, where there is an anxiety-driven disease process and not the, the disease process is the anxiety which makes you non-functional or non-productively uh, uh, functioning where you have to have a driven repetition of events in order to say close you know make your bed uh, cook a meal uh, ride to work uh, if certain things don't happen in a certain manner, it creates a, a, such a level of anxiety and um, unrest that it has actually been named a disorder. Now, the difference between having a repetition disorder or a repetition compulsion and someone who's just being repetitive uh, for the fact of our discussion tonight for validation, reflection, and expectation is very different. And the, the reason why I wanted to talk about this too is because a lot of people don't understand quite how powerful it is to repeat uh, certain things. Um, and I, I stress certain because certain things that are repeated in the exact same order uh, can produce the same outcome, which could be favorable. There are strategies and I'm not a financial person at all. There has to be because this is just uh, uh, basic uh, n numbers and mathematics here. Uh, if you see where there's a certain figure that uh, a certain process can be a part increase in wealth, it would be foolish not to repeat that same process. I think I've seen probably two or three people that are friends of mine who started this penny challenge where they have decided to increase their savings by this formula of pennies per day based on the age range that you're in. And it's really interesting. Um, the older you are, of course, the bigger the amount of savings that you start with, but the process of, of saving, uh, the formula for it is the same. So it's multiplied by a certain amount uh, throughout the entire year, and it's only four years' time. Um, but the amount that you start with is different depending upon your age to produce an appropriate amount of savings uh, supposedly for your age range. So in those ways, uh, that type of saving, that type of repetition of behavior is absolutely beneficial. I mean, why, why wouldn't you want to save money? But the opposite is also true. And that is what I learned about the principle of the opposite behaviors because a lot of the times people repeat behaviors Absolutely knowing what is obvious is not, is not 
going to be in favor of themselves, that uh, you can repeat a certain brand of choosing a, a spouse, a certain way of uh, productivity in your job, or even in the same example I just gave before, a certain way of pattern, patterning your uh, uh, economics. And it will always, <laughs> unbiasedly, always be uh, negative. Now, with, re- with, with, with relationships and romantic relationships in particular, and I couldn't really find a statistic in enough time, I'm sure it's out there, uh, of people who have decided that once they have dated a partner, broke up with that partner, resolved from that relationship, that they would not come back to that relationship and not, you know, not revisit trying to, you know, bring back to life that relationship in itself. I think most people, I think particularly men, especially when men are hurt uh, and relationships don't last, they leave those relationships and they don't look back. A lot of the times I think it is also true that women in particular, when we have lost a relationship without having understood the uh, dynamics of why it did not work, or being settled with why that relationship did not work, it becomes more of an effort to try to figure out, like, what is going on in this particular relationship? Uh, So women, I think more often than men, are more apt to go back and to go into those relationships trying to figure out exactly what's going on or what has happened. Not, I don't think, even in an effort to fix it, but more so in an effort to just revisit and maybe rekindle that relationship. Uh, I do have one caller on the line. I want to introduce anybody that comes onto the line. I introduce you by the last four digits of your phone number. And if you're on the line, you're welcome to speak uh, at, at your will, and, and I want to invite you into the conversation. 8486, are you there? 8486. Okay, well, maybe maybe you just want to listen, and that's fine, too. I like to always engage with anyone who's taken enough time to come into the show and listen to the show to, you know, bid them welcome onto the air and speak at liberty about the topic. But, uh, of course, there's no push that you have to. Uh, I learned from listening to other people's points of view, and this is the empire, but this is not uh, where I totally uh, take charge of all of the opinion. I definitely will have one um, on, on the topic, but it, is, it, is, it has been my experience that the more open that you are with other people, allowing them to, to share with you, the more you can learn yourself. But I was talking about the differences between a repeated relationship uh, option, male versus Female. And it has been my experience in, in counseling and speaking with people concerning relationships that more than, more than not, uh, women are more often willing to revisit a relationship that has ended. I've actually met two women in the last month, well, not this month, but of course uh, last month, who remarried their exes. One particular female and I mean, it's it's like that's odd to me, and it may be just because I have a tragic, <laughs> a tragic background with regard to divorce, but uh, particularly with uh, a, a marriage that has dissolved through divorce, they got back together, remarried, divorced again, and remarried again. So they've been married a total of three times, 
they are happily married now. They actually do not have children, so children were not a factor in that marriage. They have children separate from each other that they brought into the relationship, but they never had children of their own in this particular relationship. The other relationship, there were children involved, children as young as, well, a little bit older than my children, but still children where they had been married, uh, conceived through the marriage, three children, um, and then divorced and got back together after those children, um, except for the latter children, um, came about. And it's just, to me, I'm just like, I'm thrown. I'm not against it. I just don't understand why you would have a relationship and then in that same um, situation, same person, same opportunities, other than there being something not uh, not investigated or something not approached or something that was being held back from the beginning, uh, you cannot choose, I think, what you're attracted to. I think you are drawn to what is, you know, magnetized to you with regard to what you like and what you don't like. I think you can curb some of those things, but I think it's just in you to like what you like and not what you don't. And when a relationship has ended and you understand those reasons as to why and you understand that those reasons contradict the productivity of relationship for yourself, you leave. And it is my opinion that you just don't go back. I can't see um, being all in and then suddenly having a move to revisit that uh, for some reason. Um, to me, it suggests that you were not all in to begin with, maybe. Maybe you were too young to be in relationship. Maybe you were in relationship for circumstances rather than the substance of relationship. I can't say that for sure, and I'm only an opinion. I would love for others to call in and unblock your numbers and let me hear your opinion. But I think that it is true that if you are in a lane and you decide to get out of that lane, that that lane is really not going to change a whole lot, whether you enter it in two years or 10 years. I know that life teaches you a lot of different things, but the experience of uh, the now is what it is. And just because you give them five or 10 years, to, I don't know, grow themselves up, learn a little bit, get a little bit, I don't know, and maybe they're going to engage in some type of behavior that's going to change them to more more better fit you. I, I just don't get it. For me, I think the uh, definition that psychoanalysts call repetitive compulsion is absolutely fitting to this because it is engaging in a repeated compulsive act even when you know that this particular act has no uh, uh, attributes to being productive or giving back to uh, yourself uh, as expected. Actually, it is one of the examples in here uh, is kind of a touchy one, and it was about a domestic violence and an abuse relationship. It explained the cycling that happens when a woman absolutely doesn't choose to be in a relationship with a man who is uh, hurting her, or vice versa, uh, or a woman be in a relationship with a man who is uh, controlling her as if she's uh, his child rather than his uh, mate. Uh, but they remain in those relationships for substantially longer times than people who are in nonviolent relationships. Um, this particular disorder explains that some of that compulsion has to do with having absorbed from the relationship 
through the points in a negative way, validation, reflection, and expectation. And understanding that since this is where I am and this is what I'm receiving, that this must be where I'm supposed to be. And for some reason, no, I'm not going to tell you for some reason, the actual, the, the actual power of repetition happens like this. Whatever you repeat, positive, negative, or in between, whatever you repeat enough becomes more than as a thought, uh, becomes an, a subconscious belief. Now, you don't ever have to verbalize it. You don't ever have to say it out, write it out, act it out. You may never even actively address it. But if you mentally repeat it long enough, anything that's positive or negative, it becomes an irresistible urge to believe and it becomes a part of your subconscious. Now, that's that's the scary part because a lot of people in this world don't know that that's the way the world works anyway, but it just depends upon what your particular trigger is, whether or not that is something for uh, you to say, okay, it looks like I got somebody, ooh, somebody say, ooh, my girl said, ooh, and I think this is you on the line, 8486, is that you, ooh? And- <laughs> girl, yes, honey. Okay, where do you even begin? Okay, so I I, know. I can't speak on the women that you talk to personally. I don't know why they ended the relationship to begin with. But mm-hmm. um, I can say from speaking from myself from in the past mm-hmm. and a few women that I know, like you stated, it becomes familiar. You become familiar mm-hmm. with that. That's what you know. A lot of women, you know, we're emotional, so we don't like the thought of being alone, especially older women. They don't, you know, they feel like, okay, my time is ticking. I don't want to spend my life by myself. So they go back Mm -hmm. to what they're used to because they feel like maybe I can salvage some of it. Like I remember Mm -hmm. um, I had someone tell me, well, he ain't beating your ass and he ain't cheating on you. You chose Mm -hmm. him, so you need to make Mm -hmm. it work. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. why does he have to be beating my ass or cheating on me in order for that to be um, appropriate enough for me to leave? Why can't it just because, be because I'm not happy? I'm not fulfilled. I don't look at him and feel those butterflies or feel like, oh, my God, I'm so in love with him. Sometimes mm-hmm. shit just die. And I believe mm-hmm. that, you know, a person can have multiple soulmates. You can meet your twin flame and that be that person that you needed in your life at that time that stage of your life or whatever you were going through and y'all both benefited each other but eventually y'all grow apart because y'all are on mm-hmm. two different paths and just because you started off with them maybe you got what you needed and now it's time for you to go your separate way in order for you to grow and be the best person you can be and a lot of times mm-hmm. like me and my ex-husband he's not a bad mm-hmm. guy but he's just not the person for me. And, like, I don't ever bad talk him. And people ask, well, if you think he's such a good person, why aren't you with him? And it's like, just because I'm not mm. with him doesn't mean he's a bad person. He's just not the person for me. He'd be excellent for somebody else. Our personalities, mm-hmm. we just don't click. I'm, You know, I got married when I was 20. And I met him when mm. I was 18 or 19. So at the time, and he's 10 years older than me. So at the time, I needed mm-hmm. that. He He did a lot for me mentally and emotionally so I needed that 
because I had got out of something really horrible. So he restored mm-hmm. something to me. And we helped each other grow a lot, but it came a time mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, it's dormant. This, this is it. I, we separated, got back together, separated, got back together, separated, got back together. But finally came to the conclusion that, you know, it's just not going to work. Me and him are still friends, but it just mm-hmm. can't go past that. Romantically, we just don't mesh well. So I think a lot of women mm-hmm. are scared. That could be an issue, too, because you think that because he's a good guy, you should make it work. And then I found myself mm-hmm. beating myself up, thinking maybe there's something wrong with me because it's nothing wrong. He's me. a good dude. So why can't you change who you mm-hmm. are? to make it work. So it's a mm-hmm. lot of things with that. I think a lot of times, because we're more emotional than men, a lot of times it's something mm-hmm. in us that we feel like mm-hmm. it's our job to make it work rather than just mm-hmm. realizing, hey, it ain't meant to be. And it doesn't mean either or either of you are bad people. It's just that y'all are right. not good for each other. At one time y'all were, but now it's time for mm-hmm. y'all to, you know, do what y'all need to do and, and move on. And you can both live happy lives and still be friends and not, you know, I hate that motherfucker and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> now, so. you said something about soulmates, being, that there being a possibility of more than one. With this particular yeah. principle of opposite behaviors, if you, and I don't know how it works because I don't know what a soulmate is. I don't, I, I never even thought my first, you know, my first husband, because I anticipate that there'll be another man in my life. I don't have to be married again, but I feel like there has to be this something. I don't know if it's soulmate factor is that is that a rep something that you're repeating to say okay i'm still validating myself i'm still who i am i'm still good and i'm going to keep doing mm-hmm. this the way i'm doing it now as a 20 year old dating someone who was 10 years older than you you were still evolving as a woman but still right. you knew what was good for you and you knew what was not good for you and you were mature enough to say okay he's a good guy this one is not mine. Like, this don't match mine. This, that's the opposite of what happens <laughs> in these types of relationships. I mean, does it have to take something horrible for you to come from? Because I think that's, my, that's the reason why I went into such a uh, bad marriage, because I didn't have um, that good starting point. I need what to were you repeating? Okay. okay, so I have to clarify something. I was young. And I say all the time is at that time, I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew what I didn't want. And he Mm. wasn't doing the things that I did not want. Okay. My Mm. previous relationship, Mm. you know, I had low self-esteem. He cheated on me with my ass, all kinds of stuff. So I knew Mm. what I did not want. And he was Mm. something new. He made me feel really good. Like before it was kind of weird because it was like, why are you always watching me? Why are you always telling me I'm beautiful? You know, I thought he wanted one thing because... I don't from previous shows, you know, I was molested, I was raped. So I was mm-hmm. bitter towards men. But he was really good. He reminded me of my father. Because I had a, mm. a good father in my life. So just because I went through that doesn't mean I didn't have a man in my life to show me what I was supposed to be treated like and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. he was a really good dude and me and him were friends first. So I felt like mm-hmm. well, we're friends. So why not make it work? He's in love with me, so why not try to make it work? Because he wasn't what I didn't want. But at the time, I didn't know what I wanted. Because I was young. And, you know, when we're young, we still feeling ourselves. So we thinking, no, I know what I want. I'm grown and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But then as right. I grew and as um, I got to know who I was, because before, when people would ask me, who are you? I would always mention my mm-hmm. business. I was a mother, wife, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know who I was as a woman. So mm-hmm. I was so wrapped in trying to please everybody else. I didn't know who I was, what I liked, what I wanted. But as I grew and I realized those things, 
And as he saw my growth, he was always scared that I would be, um, I would have this hate towards him or this resentment towards him because I never went out and I never partied and stuff like that. So he always thought I would cheat on him and stuff like that. But it, and that wasn't even the thing. It was just that as I grew, I outgrew him. And because he's mm-hmm. so older than me, he's at a time in his life where he's pretty much done growing. I'm not saying he can't grow no more, but he's pretty much content with who he is as a man. Yes. And I can't right. change him. We can't change men. So he's content mm-hmm. with who he is. But as I'm growing, I'm outgrowing him. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm, we just not meshing well. So I don't, right. it was, I don't want to say that it was, that I was young. Well, I was young. I wasn't really dumb, mm-hmm. but I knew what I didn't want. And he wasn't what I didn't want. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking in circles. <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, I totally <laughs> hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying because I think what you're saying is that at a point you were changing, which is not repetition. Right. And I think a lot of people get those two things mixed up. A lot of people this year did the same thing last year. They told themselves right. they're going to do this 21 day fast. They told themselves they were going to go to the gym. And when they paid <laughs> the, I mean, I mean, you go through all of the same rituals, but the mindset right. hasn't changed and there are really no measurable expectations on the other end. So you really just, right. I mean, it really is, it really is repetition rather than change. And it's a negative uh, repetition in, in itself. 5909, I'm going to leave your line open, Ashley. Uh, 5909, okay. are you there? Can you hear me? 5909. And please don't. don't uh, uh, yeah, yeah, 
Um, I said that because one of the things that was very powerful and a positive in the uh, holiness church I grew up in was a, a, a situation called tarrying, and it was supposedly a physical mantra where you would say the name Jesus in a repeated fashion until mm-hmm. it became a unconscious thought, and it did. It actually turned mm-hmm. off your physical body and opened up your mind to receive any type of uh, uh, spiritual feeling. And I promise you, I did. I have spoken in tongues, and it was not something I did on purpose. I was Correct. outside of myself when it happened, and I said, this is something to this. And the truth of the matter is, is that you have to have had a belief in what you're saying and repeating right. to yourself for it to have power because the opposite is also right. true. Tell us what you have to say about repeating. What do you think about repeating certain uh, certain things? What about going back to an old relationship? Is that even an option for you? Um, at this point in my life, no. Um, um, I'm not going backwards. I'm moving forward. I realized mm-hmm. I just um, I just recently divorced not too long ago, and mm-hmm. uh, the first relationship that I um, entertained or d- developed um, with someone, I began repeating the same patterns. I had this mm-hmm. mindset of repeating what a woman was supposed to bring to the table how she's supposed to treat uh-huh. her man. You know, I, I became the cheerleader, the 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 inside, you know, the, the support system, you know, and everything that I had done in my marriage. Um, I started uh-huh. repeating the same things, and uh, a light went off because I started getting the same results. Uh-huh. And there were results uh-huh. that I were unhappy with in my marriage because people uh-huh. will take you for granted. And yes, you know sir. there became the and 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 I ended up with the same man in a different package. Uh, uh, uh. A lot of that was uh, my mindset and my my healing that needed to take place, and my self worth and knowing that the things that I left my marriage because of, if I was going right. to pick it right back up, I could have married to the same man. Right. Girl, right. I think we related. I think we related because I <laughs> promise you. First of all, I think my mind is open now to actually know what I want to ask for. And right. the world is set up in a way where we women, they, you know, the world is not welcoming for us to actually know what we want. They, the world prefers that we are dumb, cute, and right. blind. blind. Like we, yeah, yes. barefoot yeah. pregnant in the kitchen. Right. Yes. And it seems as if those are the types of women, and I'm not being mean to any woman who just got a man or who got engaged or anything like that, and I'm not hating because I'm just speaking a truth that because I watch people and I watch what the differences is in people. There's very little difference in sometimes a a man's choice of mate. Sometimes the females can look so much alike it's scary, but the way Mm -hmm, that they respond to him who has not changed who does not right. repeat the same. I mean, because men don't go back. One thing, usually, no. when they're done, they are so done. And if they get cheated on, oh, it's yeah. over. Like, he really right. not going back then. <laughs> but, but a woman, mm-hmm. we can have videotape, we can have affidavits, we can have a, a, a show, a whole viewing party of him cheating, and he will represent himself in another way that it's not really changed repeat the same behaviors 
and we will excuse it as if it's appropriate. Right. And, and th- those are the types of repetitions that we cannot do. Eight, I'm going to keep your line open as well. 8770, are you there? Can you hear me? 8770? Okay, you got to know the last four digits of your. No, I, I, I <laughs> you know what I think it is, too? I think because yes. when we call in, we automatically put the phone on mute. But I think you need to let them yeah, know do you don't too. have to put your phone on mute. Because I was about to say, wait, 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 I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And I couldn't <laughs> unmute it in time. But <laughs> it's, it's just a habit to put it on mute. So you got to let them know, don't put your phone on mute, you're going to mute it for them. And then when right, you unmute I'll it, mute your phone. then. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's try this again. The last four digits of the phone number that you're calling in on, I just want to see if you want to add something to this conversation. Just let me know if you're there. 
people that you're drawn to sometimes as friends, if you get mm-hmm. around people that you don't know, that they know, that you see a part of them that you didn't see when it was just you and that person, we all have right. these hidden parts yeah. of ourselves that are is absolutely normal. It's absolutely normal. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you have a person who you can't even recognize who they are, I see people post on social media all the time. You must forget I know you in real life because you right. <laughs> <laughs> you lie. Like, I, like, I'm constantly you amazed. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, what, what, what? When, when you have somebody that's constantly talking about how great their spouse is, and we we always talk about relationships, but it can relate to anything. People who constantly have to say the same thing to convince right. others of something in an affirmative, which means you're saying mm-hmm. it in a way to uh, unconsciously turn them to the opposite, away from right. the truth, which is the opposite. So if you get somebody that's right, constantly right. saying, oh, oh, my husband is so great to me. He really, really loves me. He is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I love him from the moon, you know, da-da-da. More than Basically not, that's not, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and, and, and it's cheating left and right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Or she's so afraid. Or he, I'm not going to mail bash tonight. He's so afraid that the truth, if it's spoken, is going to make it more real than it actually is. Because remember, whatever you don't say supposedly doesn't exist. If you say it out your mouth, it's one of the things that we as black people culturally, we just certain things, you know, even grandparents still say, you know, some some stuff you just don't say. But if it's the truth, It doesn't move to any different level or any higher power just because it's not said. You can look. I mean, my mama used to be able to look at me, and I already knew the words that went with that look, and it changed Mm -hmm. every bit of my behaviors. I didn't have to do – she didn't have to say anything. She didn't have to move. She just looked at me, and it gave me an immediate understanding of where she was and where I needed to be. Now, if that is so – the same thing is also so in relationships, but for some reason we don't go along with that. Now, I want to know if you guys have ever heard of the differences in those negative types of uh, repetition uh, and the positive options of of repetition, because th- th- we can actually use them in repetition in ways that are positive. Is, is there anything that you do on a daily basis that you know that is surely changing your life in a positive way? Clarissa, let's start with you. Um, I do. Um, I every day, you know, I go out. I have to. I have to be with nature now. Um, I go out for my little morning in the morning, and you know, I am light. I am my happiness. You know, I'm 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 doing well. You know, I'm 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 making progress. I'm growing. You know, I keep affirming to myself that the things that I wanted to change within myself, you know, I'm making uh-huh. good progress. I see where I'm I'm making progress, and and that's an affirmation to me to just keep uh-huh. moving. Because if you don't, even if things don't look so well at the time, if you go into man, I'm not doing any good at this. I'm failing. Or, you know, and I, I'm not meeting my mark, you know, that I had planned and set for myself. You'll get into a self-defeating mindset, and it'll just push mm-hmm. you further back. 
So I just mm-hmm. keep telling myself, you know, you know, if I say, man, my root chakra off or my throat chakra, I'm not speaking. You know, if I think that, then I'll start speaking my truth more and more, and and I and and just telling myself to keep speaking my truth. And and mm-hmm. I see the difference. I see the difference in the type of people that I'm attracting into in, around me, and I see the mm-hmm. the difference in the way people respond to my authenticity and me being vulnerable and just being who I am instead of just mm-hmm. hiding myself so much. So I'm, I just keep, right. you know, it's almost like praise, giving yourself a little pat on the back, a little praise for your mm-hmm. growth. You may not be where mm-hmm. you want to be, but you, you're getting mm-hmm. there, and you have to keep affirming yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we, we, sh- we have to carry ourselves around mentally and physically all day long, every day. Like, I mean, yeah. if you think about yourself as your own entity, your own little ball of, of worlds, it's like it, you got it. Like, you got it. And yeah. if you depend outside of yourself for any affirmation, Ooh. for any validation, for any realization mm-hmm. of what's actually happening, you're going to be at somebody else's liberty. I mean, all they got to do right. is tell you repeatedly something because I'll never forget and this is not to bash my ex and this is not to be ugly I can remember very clearly how you know he he very rarely called me the b-word he never said that but he always Mm -hmm. said that I was uh stupid that's so stupid and you talk crazy yeah I I actually absorbed crazy because I think crazy is really a good thing for me like crazy right. you know when somebody yeah, calls me saying. crazy I, I take it as a compliment <laughs> now I take it as a compliment <laughs> I can remember the way that he said it was so it was like this is who you are and he said it so often and, and it became an expected way of how he spoke to me so when he did say something kind my reaction was the opposite, and I—that's when I knew I was right. sick. I knew I knew I, mm-hmm. I, I got to get out of this because this nut calls me stupid, and I don't flinch. But he says, right. "Sweetie," and it takes me off like, guard. Hmm? Which, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's the very opposite. Imagine the things that aren't just plainly repeated to you all the time. I mean, we see it on the news see it on uh, in television shows. It's constantly unconsciously preached to us that black women are angry, mad, right. and single. Bitter. They're promiscuous. Like they're bitter. bitter. Right. They're money hungry. Uh, we well, can't get along. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, 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 we let our parents take care of our children, which I don't know where that one came from. But yeah. it's never said very blatantly. <laughs> But it's always insinuated, and if you do not hear what's outside of your head, imagine if you cut off the outside noise and only Mm -hmm. responded to what you told yourself. What do you tell yourself, Ashley? Because that's the thing. This This is where the power is in repetition, because you can actually teach yourself to be exactly what you expect others to to know you as and to treat you, how to treat you. Ashley, what do you tell yourself daily? Oh, honey, I got a whole long list of affirmations. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm going to just give you a few because you know my background. 
it was mm-hmm. very dark. So I'm coming mm-hmm. into who I am. And I always go to myself in the mirror and I look at myself when I say my affirmations. And I just let myself know how much I love me. I tell myself how mm-hmm. beautiful I am, that I am light. And never to mm-hmm. dim that light because somebody else can't take the brightness. To always mm-hmm. tell myself that I am a work in progress, that I am the mm-hmm. shit. Sometimes I cuss because I get ratchet with myself. Like, girl, you mm-hmm. shit, fuck <laughs> what everybody else is saying. You know, not to be cocky and, and act like I don't need any mm-hmm. approval. I can't stand to improve in some places. But I always mm-hmm. uplift myself. Because for a long time, my whole life, I was torn down, and I always spent my life trying to please other people. So I just have to take that from 30 minutes in the morning and just tell myself how much I'm the shit. And mm-hmm. what I tell other people when I'm giving advice on doing the affirmations, because a lot of people feel like it's this list that you have to go by. No, whatever mm-hmm. you've been told that affected you neg- negatively in your life, you flip that. So for you, your husband telling you that you're stupid, you will tell yourself that you're smart, that you're brilliant, that you're intelligent, that everything that mm-hmm. you touch will turn to gold. Anything that you want to learn and that you want to do with yourself, you're going to touch it. It's going to turn to gold. You can master it. Fuck what he say. Fuck him. And mm-hmm. just go from there. <laughs> so everything negative that you've been told in your life that affected you in a negative way, you just flip it and you direct that towards yourself. I have to meditate because I'm crazy, too. I flip out in a second. So... <laughs> into myself and I need to meditate like Sharissa said and be with nature and stuff like that so that's Mm -hmm. pretty much it you just whatever you aim to be you just repeat that to yourself and you repeat it because it it become it becomes your reality whatever you think Mm -hmm. is what Mm -hmm. you're going to speak and whatever you speak is what you're going to become so Mm -hmm. and I tell people that all the time like when they're when they're planning to do something or they want to do something with themselves and the first thing you think that comes to mind is, oh, what if it doesn't go well? What if it does right. go well, though? Stop mm-hmm. speaking that negativity and stop expecting mm-hmm. the worst. Always expect the best. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't mm-hmm. go as well now, but because you already thought so highly of it, if it doesn't go the mm-hmm. way you expected it, you can see where you could have improved. But if you go into right. it already gloomy and like, fuck it, it's not going to go well, then you, you're not going to be open. Your third eye is not going to be open to see where you could improve because you already expected it to fail. But if you go into right. expecting the best, now you can see, okay, this shit's supposed mm-hmm. to be the shit. So, okay, now mm-hmm. I can see that that should have been done differently. Okay, maybe next time I need to do this. So mm-hmm. it's just all about, for other people, it'll seem as though you're being cocky, but you're really not. I don't go mm-hmm. to people and say, hey, you're going to listen to me because I'm the shit. But in the morning, in the mirror, mm-hmm. I tell myself, bitch, you the shit. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, I did, I did not realize how powerful that was until, you know, and I, I studied uh, psychology, and I love the mind, and I love personality. I don't like personality disorders, but it's so interesting, the different personality disorders that people can have, and how after I learned what they are, what they look like, you understand why they behave the way that they do. I'll never forget I was in right. school and we had to go to this place called Cersei and it's a mental hospital where we had to go and we had to mingle with what they call level one uh, uh, people who were in the, in, in the crazy house pretty much. 
And I, I sat down on this bench because they had commissary, and some people you obviously knew something really, really wrong. You know, she got on a cowboy <laughs> boot and a grass skirt. You know, you know it's something really, really wrong. Right? But then I went and I sat down on this bench with a man who was reading the Wall Street Journal, and we had this conversation, and I was just talking to him, and I was telling him, you know, how scared I was and how I felt bad about different people. And he talked to me, you know, back and forth. I got back to the school and realized he was a patient. Mm. And had a normal conversation because he didn't have on the regular clothes like everybody. He didn't have on institutionalized clothes. He was clean cut. He actually had on a a shirt that kind of looked like he was just a regular person. He looked like he was personnel. And they said that he played the part because he understood the power with uh, looking the part along with speaking the part. There was nothing that that man said, did, his presentation. He was clean. He did not look like everybody else. And he had what they call the narcissistic personality disorder. He had murdered his whole family. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had killed them down. And I'm sitting there having this wonderful conversation with him, and he was very personable. He understood the power of feeling entitled. Now, narcissistic personalities is the extreme of feeling superior to other people and feeling entitled. The truth is, is that we all should have certain things in this world. Now, it's not a Ferrari. (laughs) It's not a million dollars. But just basic needs and wants go into overdrive in excess with this type of personality. But he had repeated Mm -hmm. for so long in his mind that he was better than everybody else that he carried himself uh, in in a way that was bullying to some people who actually were in a strong affirmative stance in their mind, but people like myself who he knew, I'm walking around with this little badge on that say student of nursing program. He <laughs> said, this one right here, she ain't going to even get it. And he was able to hmm. convince me of a, a full conversation that was absolutely not true. You know, he you know, he was getting off at three o'clock. He told me he was gonna be getting off right before we left, you know, going back to the school and all this other kind of stuff. And baby, when they, you know, put us on that bus, she said, I saw you over there talking to one of our patients. He's a long term and he's gonna be here for life. And I was like, Not the man sitting on the bench. She was like, Absolutely. He is he had, he had me gone. And this has to do with an imbalance between a repeating of the truth Mm-hmm. to yourself in an affirmation and a but, a conflict of obsession and compulsion to your ego. Those are two different things. I, wanna, when you speak. Mm-hmm. I wanted to chime in on that. I'm going to let you, I, okay. wanna, I want you to finish, but I want to chime in when you're done with that because I was just having a conversation about this. Well, I was just saying that some of the best professionals that have uh, what looks like no empathy, they are highly respected, they have a strong uh, egotistical stance, and their self-esteem is very uh, not questionable. I mean, everything that they do and how they move in the world is usually uh, the exact of what, you know, most people admire to have have usually a healthy repetition. They usually have a certain set of things that they have to do for themselves that have proven mm-hmm. to do well for themselves holistically, not just, you know, I'm going to do this and people don't like what I got on. 
they're just doing right. something that's totally feeling in themselves, and they repeat that. I mean, if you look at uh, Whitney, not Whitney Houston, Lord, why she come up? Uh, uh, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I don't know where right. that came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, she has a ritual of how she does things. Even uh, Bill Gates. Uh, had a ritual of doing things. The president, before he even went into office, he had a ritual of repeating certain things to himself. And they'll admit to you that this, these were things that they found out to be a truth for themselves that was not even, it didn't even have to be bounced off of anybody else. It's quirky for some people. You know, if you look at it, they'd be like, why are they doing that? But they have proven to themselves that the repetition in that strengthens themselves and it opens them up to a stronger place. Uh, you said you had something that you wanted to add, and then I'm going to open up another line. Okay, yeah, it was talking about the, the crazy, because it, it ties in a lot, and you pretty much said it just now, but it was about, I'm sorry, when we call people crazy, are people that have been clinically diagnosed as having these disorders mentally or being chemically imbalanced, I think a lot of people that are uh, diagnosed with those things are a lot of times some of the most brilliant people because they've yeah. mastered that whole point of having affirmations because they've convinced themselves and because they can uh-huh. convince themselves it's easy for them to convince other people uh-huh. they don't even really have to say like he didn't come to you and tell you he was the shit but you could just feel his energy that he was exactly the shit. Uh-huh. so th- and in, in that, and I think, in two, our perception of everything is so different. So, what may mm-hmm. seem crazy to one person, to that person mm-hmm. that's doing that crazy act, it makes perfect sense. And it's like when we say, "Why are you doing that?" In their mind, they're thinking, "Well, why not?" Like when you say, mm-hmm. "We deserve the best," maybe not a Ferrari. Why? Why mm-hmm. don't you deserve a Ferrari? Why can't mm-hmm. you have that? Do you feel that you're not good enough to own a Ferrari? So, Ferrari, it's like, right. even though you're not saying. Even though you're not saying I don't deserve it, but because you mm-hmm. you automatically think I'm not saying that I need a Ferrari, it it right. has some, it does something mentally to us. So you don't necessarily have to say you don't deserve something because you mm-hmm. you subconsciously you think that because that was the first thing mm-hmm. that came to mind is that I'm not talking about that. I mean I just mm-hmm. need the basics to survive. So I think mm-hmm. that that's another issue with us as people. We need to change our way of thinking and stop thinking that we we we're not deserving of the finest thing. We like mm-hmm. we don't need it, but mm-hmm. we don't not deserve it either. So when mm-hmm. we speak our affirmations, we need to be like those crazy people that think I'm the fucking shit. <laughs> like for him to convince, I need to go talk to this man because for him to convince you <laughs> that right, you know, in a crazy house of mur- murdering his whole family, he got right. the whole affirmation thing down pat. Right. If you look at this, uh, I think it's on MSNBC. I watch it, I think, every Friday, and it's called American Greed. You would be surprised at the level of just repeated, proven uh, situations that people, they know that this A that I do plus this B that I do is going to equal this, and all I got to do is is make every move that I make, every word that I say, every surrounding of myself to paint that picture, and I will have what I say I'm going to have. You know, people, people right. want to think that it just takes the words, but they don't believe it. Because right. I see people pray, and I've been praying for 15 years for my son, and that, but <laughs> every you don't even believe it. Like, you, you don't even right. believe it, so it hasn't gone into your uh, unconscious. 
it's still sitting on the surface. It's still sitting in lip service. So what you're repeating has no power. But it's amazing because I've seen some, I, I saw a video of this girl today because she said she just couldn't believe how much like Mary, uh, how much Nicki Minaj and Beyonce mix she looked like. She said it just it just blows her mind because she looks so good. She can't believe that she can't sing, and so she was gonna go ahead and just sing, and it was horrendous. But with the <laughs> amount of it was that with the amount of I mean she was not kidding at all. Like it was like something I totally expected for something to come out of her mouth that may have resembled. Uh, a in key note or something, but she was convinced of herself. She didn't need the validation from other people uh, to make right. that truth be the truth for her. Ninety one oh six, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. Hey, I'm here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. What are you repeating in your life that is? making your life progressive, that's actually helping you out and what you have to do for your life? What, what, what am I repeating in my life? Um, yeah. yeah. Probably uh, it, it's actually, I guess, more of a secretive thing. I, I tend to um, keep some of my successes or, or, or things that I want to accomplish uh, to myself. Um, mm-hmm. until I've got them firmly in grasp. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, like an example would be like just completing something at work, or maybe a big project, or um, mm-hmm. or just you know um, maybe taking a new lease on life. It's, it, I find that if I kind of blab those things to different people, um, mm-hmm. those that energy they may put in, in the universe uh, negatively, I think affects me. So if I just Focus and center and work on it myself privately mm-hmm. and come to fruition. So I, I have to I have to continually do that in order to make things happen. Um, so I know, and I, I and I also think. Oh, go ahead. Uh huh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Go ahead. You also think. Uh, um, I wanted the the young lady who was speaking about like, um, the craziest. She called it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely wanted to chime in uh, on that as well. Uh, because I I just personally think that a lot of what, and uh, in, in agreeing with what she was saying, a lot of what people define as crazy is just things that are like misunderstood and not mm-hmm. a, a popular or, or a normal thing or, or not a popular thing, right? Um, because I guess it's safe to say there's a large amount of like headless masses. So when you're not mm-hmm. in that crowd, uh, mm-hmm. you being um, almost like a rebel in a sense, mm-hmm. is, is defined as being crazy. But generally, um, like she spoke to, those people have come up with some very revolutionary and very brilliant things that ultimately mm-hmm. do come into, come into like, uh, or, or later on become accepted uh, into being what the normal is. Uh, but it just takes mm-hmm. time for that, that made, you know, that large amount of people to accept what they're doing uh, to become a norm. So, um, I'm just enjoying mm-hmm. the show, and and I appreciate you all uh, just having that conversation um, because it's Thank giving me a lot, of, a lot of information. Let me tell you something. Ain't ain't no more normal. I I just don't think that there <laughs> is normal. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you that uh, from a medical standpoint, because a lot of people think that medicine is some 
special, like you just got some extra brain cells and you can be a doctor, you can be a surgeon. When I tell you that medicine basically is, is that they have tried this so many times, they have repeated mm-hmm. this, whatever it is, whether it's a surgical procedure, whether it's a medicine, whether it's an oper- uh, operation, they have done it so many times that they have given it the power to be a standard because if, that, if, it, if it worked 100% of the time, then every time we did it, it should give us the same outcome. But we all know right. that it's not every time you take right. If I take an aspirin and you take an aspirin, then if the aspirin has this standard of this is, the, this is the way that it goes and this is what you repeat, repeat after two swish and swallows, then you're going to be cured. Some people just, it just doesn't work with them. The, I think the thing is, is that our every, I think everybody's crazy. I think everybody is absolutely one situation away from being ostracized into being in that level of crazy that we want to go and put you in a straight jacket versus not. Because some people have lived under so much stress that they have mm-hmm. had to repeat certain things in order just to stay afloat. Whereas the next right. person can be put in that same situation and they don't even get to repeat because they can't take it. Like they, they've never right. been exposed to it. And, and that's where the narcissist is, is, is the strongest because they lack empathy. They have right. no emotional connection to anything but self. If it does right. not serve self, if it does not serve self, then I don't care. I really don't care. If I told you that jumping out of a plane would not kill you and, and, and everybody said that that wouldn't happen, a narcissist wouldn't give two damn. They would have to try it themselves because their world is surrounded around understanding and validating within themselves. We're down to 46 minutes in the show, and I wanted to give everybody the opportunity to say just maybe one thing that you've learned tonight. Before I go through these two parts of uh, repetition that we really need to uh, refine and use in our in our lives, let's start with you, Ashley. Eighty four, eighty six. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it. Oh. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's go to Carissa. Carissa, what are you going to? What did you learn tonight? Or what are you going to maybe repeat tomorrow? That uh, help. To, uh, tomorrow, um, I will continue repeating my positive affirmations to myself, um, and uh, keep growing and um, keep um, being my own cheerleader and loving myself and telling myself all the things that that um, at one point in time I um, outsourced to places where um, that they didn't need to be. They needed to come from within. So mm-hmm. I will continue to do that. Um, and um, the things that I, uh, my core values about how a woman is supposed to be in a relationship, they really have not mm-hmm. changed. A lot of it was from my church upbringing, and a lot of it is just mm-hmm. the way I love black men, and I think so they should be treated a certain type of way. And um, mm-hmm. But... My um, the type of man that 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 I want in my life has changed. So mm. um, I will continue to work on me so that um, I attract what I want. Um, mm. Matter of fact, I attract what I need. 
and, and not who needs me or wants me. I'm going to attract what I need. And it's not based on mm. what I see either. It's going to be based on who he is. Um, mm. And uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, and I'm, mm. I'm excited about the, the future. Mm. I want to give a Shondo for that. That's a Shondo moment yeah. right there, baby. <laughs> that was powerful. <laughs> Ashley, you ready? To piggyback what she said, to continue with the positive affirmations, to be your own cheerleader, and to attract what it is that you want. Um, I, I, I want so bad to 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 uh to do a little shameless plug, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna wait until you give me permission no, no, no. to do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Any listen, anytime you're on this show, you plug whatever you want to plug because I'm I want to do a plug show for anybody who wants to advertise things for themselves so that they can get their information out there. The audience is still cold right now. A lot of people are not calling in because they got new shows and stuff started. But anytime you're on here, it's going to go to all of the different feeds that I have. So you're welcome to do that. That's not shame. Yay. Okay. Because um, the, the topic of this show is, it ties into one of the workshops that we're going to do at the Rise of the Queen Sisterhood Retreat that we have coming in April. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. want to put that out there. And then you can contact me at um, area code 504-314-8486. You can inbox Sharon and she'll forward it to me if you didn't catch that mm-hmm. um, to get you mm-hmm. set up to come. It's going to be an intimate setting. Um, it's going to be out on the water on Lake Conroe in Texas. Um, mm-hmm. If you're flying in, I will come personally pick you up from the airport to make sure you get yeah. down to where we are because we're working on bettering ourselves. And I know a lot of us, we have that self-guilt and, and that pity and we're stuck in such a bad place. And because we're mm-hmm. stuck in that bad place, it leads us to do that repetitive bullshit and go back to situations that we know was no good. That's why we left them in the first place. But because we're mm. so beat up on the inside, we feel like, that's our only chance, and we got to make it work. So that's one of the main focuses on this retreat is to help uplift them know that they don't have to do that. They don't have to stay at that place in their lives, and it's and it's, it, it, there is something better for them. Um, and and I'm not male bashing or nothing like that, but my focus and the reason why I focus so much on my sisters is because I feel like if we can heal ourselves, then we can better heal our men and we can better love them. Mm. Because when you heal a man, it's, it's very rare that you find a man that's going to go up to another man and give him a hug and say, brother, I love you. Come lay on my chest. Right. So, you know, because us as women, we're naturally nurturers. That's what we do. And when we can heal yeah. ourselves, we can heal a nation. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm focusing. That's why I'm pushing the retreat so hard, and we're going to do it all the time. But, yes, we're going to stop all that repeating. And I don't know if you nah. spoke on it before, but, I mean, in some of the situations with the sisters that you talked about that remarried, if it's a situation where y'all both grown and you saw that growth in that other person and now, mm-hmm. okay, it'll work out, then that's fine. But mm-hmm. if it's one of those, oh, well, he said he going to do right this time. Let me get back with him mm-hmm. and see how it mm-hmm. go. Then, no, we're not going to do that. Because when it's something like yeah. that, I think it's something where it's with the woman's pride and her ego. And she doesn't want people to look at her as though. Because usually, like when you walk into a, a, a family house, if the house is a mess, mm-hmm. you automatically look at the woman. Like, what kind of woman is this to let her house be like this? Well, how you know that man just mm-hmm. didn't have a party and him and his friends done tore that place out? We carry so much. So we don't want to look right. like failures. 
So we right. look, we make we give ourselves that role to try to fix everything. And sometimes you need to just leave that shit alone and walk away mm-hmm. from it. So I don't want to keep talking, girl, because you know I go all night. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my girl, Ashley, baby. That that deserves a shondo too. Ninety one oh six. Did you learn something tonight? I know we just let you in on the line, but you uh, may have been listening a little bit earlier. Is there anything that you want to uh, share with us that you plan on repeating in a positive power uh, in your life? Uh, I I did learn. I first learned that that I. Uh, black black women think are more intelligent than we give them credit for because I, I want to say first you all give, have given me some information, um, confirmed some things, and and also uh, gave me some new information about about some things uh, and some different perspectives. So I, I wanted uh-huh. to say that first, um, but but I also learned that um, being that outlier or that um, that that person is who's against the grain. It isn't all isn't always so bad. Uh, it, it's just a part of life that you have to to get through uh, and and try to uh, connect on your trials and, and tribulations to make something positive um, in the in the end result. Uh, just going back on the gentleman you you um, spoke with or spoke to that uh, I think you said killed his family or whatever it was. <laughs> Um, but he was a very like very like intelligent person and very much um in tune with with you know uh, making things happen for himself although I'm not you know condoning what he did but he he mm-hmm. just possessed the qualities um that mm-hmm. that, all, that are are of successful people um so uh just being you know holding steadfast in what you believe in and working towards that um, it's something that everybody should put at the forefront of their lives. Um, again, not saying that it's uh, okay to, to to do other things um, or what he did, but it, it definitely shows the quality of yourself and and shows uh, the levels that you can reach. So, um, and again, just just appreciating what you're doing uh, with the show and getting the information out to the people. You know, I think everything will blossom for you as well. Um, so it's just, I'm just continuing to, uh, uh, I'm trying to continue to, to keep listening and, and hopefully keep chiming in so that um, this thing just blows up, you know? Sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate everybody that calls into the show. And hopefully this year we'll have more of open talk where people can bring uh, this uh uh, discussion to me. This is what we want to talk about in prison. That's what that's what we will talk about. This is how we do it on the Empire. I play a short little commercial break, and then I'm going to try to round this thing up. But we did such a good job tonight. I may not be able to do nothing say the same things y'all said be right back are you tired are you sick and tired are you just plain done well that's where i am and we're going to change things here on the empire we change by informing organizing and doing things that really make a difference if you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience that's where we're going to start to be a part of this movement please contact me i am the empress cooper on facebook instagram and twitter or email me at empresscooperdavison at gmail.com or just hit me up on my website www.theempress.com where the empress speaks and the empire listens listen i know that change won't just happen overnight But nobody's going to change this but us.
Okay, we started off the show talking about these uh, relationships where uh, women, the women I know in particular, who had divorced their significant others, left them for varied reasons, went back. One went back twice over. So she was married to him three times now. On my Sharon, just being who I am, just being Sharon, I would say that that is beautiful. I think that if you can reconcile and you can bring something different and create something different three times, that's great. But as the empress, if I let you go and if I'm done to the point of divorcing you, there is something significant enough in you that is in you, not something you done chose, something that you done fell into, somebody you done fell on. Uh, no, because I don't think that I would have even left my marriage had it been just strictly uh, infidelity, financial issues, or any of those things. When the core of the person is not whole to uh, sacrifice of self and to feed into me and I into him, it's time to go. And you don't get a second chance. That's just empire. That's just how I feel about the thing. Now, you ain't got to agree, but that's just how I feel about it. Because the power of repeated anything, particularly thoughts, have been proven to burst themselves and to become a part of your functioning subconscious. Your subconscious is the part of you that you don't hear talking, but it's the part of you that triggers the consciousness of how you feel. Now, let me say that again. Your subconscious ain't, I hope you ain't hearing nothing or else I'm going to call Thursday and tell them to come and get you because you're great. But I, I don't mind being crazy. I don't mind being out of the box. But if in my silent self, I can hear and feel myself saying no, and I go against that grain and do yes, I'm setting myself up to repeat something just because I want it, not because I need it. Subconscious thoughts become affirmed beliefs that turn into behaviors and changes of self that can be either positive or negative. The good thing is, is that you can repeat yourself in the right way that you empower yourself to have better. Like you don't have to be repeating that, oh, he's a cheater, or I think he's cheating, or I don't think he loves me, or I'm too fat. I can repeat, just like my girl said, I am the shizit. I am that chick. I am she. I call myself she all the time. I am she. I can't even say it any plainer. And that's not saying I'm better than anybody else. It's just saying that I'm giving you the extent of myself, which is who I am. This is what I have to give. And I have, and I don't verbally, now I used to get in front of the mirror and have to tell myself, now this is all you got, look at her. This is all you got, and you better work with what you have. I cannot be a size 10. I am a size 16. I'm going to work this one six to the wheels fall off. That's what I had to learn how to do to myself. Now, the two things I want to tell you about is validating and reflection. Now, reflection is simply repeating what you've heard, what you felt, and making sure you understand what it was. Now, it's not just repeating. It's reflecting. It's like hindsight. When you have to sit down to yourself and say, now, did that right there just happen? Sometimes you have to actually say the exact same thing out loud in your emotions sometimes. Now, what I heard him say, and they actually teach this in therapy, is that when someone tells you something, instead of you assuming what you heard, you repeat what you heard in a reflective stance. What I'm hearing you say is that you don't love me. 
What I'm hearing you say is that you just don't care that I'm having to take care of the job and financially uh, take care of this family by myself. Is that what you're saying? And, and that gives you the ability to empower self. And validating is where you take thoughts and emotions to accept a position. And it doesn't mean that you agree. And see, a lot of people think because you validated it, that means you agree with it. Reflection and validation does not equal agreement. When you know something for yourself is not meeting what you need for yourself, you can agree to disagree, which is validate. I hear what you're saying. You want to have two girlfriends. That's what you're saying. You're saying you want to come and get in my bed, and you're saying you want to go and get in her bed, and I'm telling you that's not going to work. That was a great example of reflection and validation. And see, all, both of these two things have really an empowering potential for self. A lot of people think I'm validating for you and I'm saying this stuff for you. If you look on Facebook, you can see 100,000 videos of black women going off on somebody and saying all of this stuff, uh, trying to read somebody. That's what they call it, reading somebody. And really what you're doing is you're stating stances. But unless it's serving yourself, unless it's holding yourself accountable, unless it's tying up the loose ends so that you don't have no questions once this conversation is over, you're wasting your breath. Remember that validation doesn't mean you agree with another person and their behaviors, and it's going to be difficult. The strongest thing you can do for yourself is to practice validating when it's difficult. Practice validating when it's difficult. Making sure that you understand what has happened and stating that thing clearly to yourself. And if it's about another person, in the presence of that person is really good. Not on those texts, because I, I hate texts. Repeat that validation. In between times, you get extra strength when you hear yourself say what you think is going on. And sometimes it's just a communication barrier because he may not even be saying that. And if you don't know, say you don't know. Don't try to make up the, the loose ends and A plus B must equal C. In his crazy situation, it may actually equal D. We just said that some things are not going to be in the same categories that you've experienced before. If you're going to go by experience, you're going to be repeating in that negative way that we spoke about earlier. But if you're truly going to use repetition in the power that it is intended for, you've got to make sure that you first understand what has actually happened and your emotions attached to it, validate that what you think and feel are what they are, and then you have a real chance to not just repeat the same thing over again. You can actually create a different set of circumstances, possibly with that same group of people. But on the empowerment of say, if you miss me over one time, it's just, I just don't have the room. I don't have the time. I'm 42 years old, and I'm, I consider that halfway. I say at halfway, some things you just, some things you, can, you should know by this point. And if you don't know, I'm not going to teach a grown man certain things. And I don't think a grown man should have to teach a woman certain things. We have beautiful women on the line tonight saying that they understand themselves. They know what they want to for themselves, and they know what they want to offer to their men. That's her job. And if you get a man who thinks he got to teach you that, you done got yourself a daddy. You don't need that. 
You don't need that. You don't need nobody to teach you nothing. You can learn how to better be who you are for your mate, but you don't need nobody to be teaching you nothing at no 42 years old. I'm just talking about the empire. I'm just talking about me. I'm not talking about nobody else. But that's our show for tonight. And listen, on Sunday, we're going to talk about affairs of the heart. We're going to talk about what an affair is because some people think that an affair means that you got to get into bed. I say you don't. I say you can cheat. I can say you a home wrecker if you're sending the white set of sentences and pictures at the same time to the wrong people. I think that's cheating. Some people say it's not. Some people say I'm just a little bit extra. I am a little bit extra, but that's how I do it, and I will not change. Well, end the show on that. See you on Sunday, or hear from you on Sunday, 8 Central Standard Time with the Empress. Talk to you later.